Hello and welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School, the podcast where we invite current and former students, our Ipswichians, to talk about what life at Ipswich School is all about. We ask how school helps to shape their futures, what they remember from school, and we ask them what advice they would give to their younger selves. Today, and I have to confess I'm a bit starstruck, we have Hannah Martin, OI, Team GB hockey player, gold medalist, Commonwealth Games, and Olympic bronze medalist. Teachers remember Hannah really fondly for her aptitude at school and also her determination. In fact, here's what one of her math teachers tells us about Hannah in year seven. Well, she was a lovely young lady. I taught her maths in year seven. Clever girl, great sense of humour, and uh, obviously a talented sportswoman. And, uh, well, it was great teaching her. Hannah will be chatting with current sixth former Jess, who is also a super keen hockey player. She captains the first team, plays for Magpies, and is looking to study psychology at university next year. Jess is such an enthusiast. When she joined us last year for sixth form, we could immediately see she was going to be just brilliant. She's a sports captain for Holden House, and she's really good at energising teams and getting other people involved and enthusiastic. And she's just such a, a buoyant, uh, bubbly personality in the form. She's great. So, hello and welcome to Hannah. Hi. Hi. And welcome, Jess. Hello. Hannah, why are you in school today? I've come to school because I've had a plaque unveiling, which is really, really exciting. So after winning gold at the Commonwealth Games in the summer, Team England had this amazing initiative where they would send a gold plaque to where you started your sport and as a pathway to success. So I picked it at school as I definitely wouldn't have played hockey probably without it. Um, and I was in the prep school from, yeah, from word go. So that's a, holds a really special place in my heart. Um, and I'm really happy, happy to be here to do that. Oh, thank you. And it was wonderful seeing you speak to the... Uh, the prep kids they would have gone on and on forever asking you questions what was your favorite question from them I did like the one when they said how many goals does it take to win <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's how long's a piece of string really exactly. but <laughs> more than the opposition was my answer I was trying to be funny but <laughs> I'm gonna hand it over to Jess who is captain of our first team hockey here and Jess is going to take over with the questions Thank you very much. Okay, so first, could you describe to us what it's like to play in the Olympics and to get a bronze medal and a Commonwealth gold? Well, I think for me, and as most hockey players, playing Olympic Games is the pinnacle of our sport. So for me, as soon as I became a professional hockey player, how had the capacity to do so, I wanted to play at the Olympics. Um, and it is quite narrow-minded because there's all these amazing other tournaments as well. But to get to Olympic Games for me was just my my goal, my end goal. And to get a medal was was definitely a goal, but it was something that I wasn't sure we would make. So it was just an unbelievable achievement for us as a squad. We'd gone through a lot of ups and downs throughout the five-year cycle with a year postponement because of COVID. And we all just fortunately came together at the tournament and played some of the best stuff we have in five years. So we kind of peaked at the right time. And yeah, it was just incredibly special. I think it was very weird not having spectators because obviously it was in the COVID pandemic. Um, but I think you just come together as like a bit of a bubble and you just it allowed you to concentrate even more on, on the outcome and what you wanted to achieve. And yeah, sometimes I couldn't really believe I was playing the Olympics. It was that first time I stepped on the pitch in the first match. I was like, oh, I'm an Olympian. Oh, wait, there's the ball. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was incredibly special. And to win a bronze medal just made it even better. And yeah, the Commonwealth gold this summer was up there alongside that as an achievement for me. I, I've never won a gold medal as a senior athlete. So I've never even played in a final, actually. We've always kind of been the team that's just about gets a bronze. So to play in the final at home at my university was, yeah, you couldn't really write it. It was just incredibly special. And 
to win that gold and become champions, it was amazing. And we'd never done it as a hockey team, uh, part of Team England hockey team. So we're making history and kind of our whole desire as a squad is to kind of create history and inspire the future. And hopefully we can keep doing that and keep having a legacy moving forward. What was it like with the pressure for like such a big match? Because obviously it's different to like a school game or a <laughs> club game. What was it like having to play in that? Yeah, it is. It pressures a huge thing and I get nervous for every game. Yeah. Like I, I think that's totally normal. Probably just as nervous as I was for the school finals. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is. I think pressure is a privilege though. And I think we have the opportunity to to do something very special. And I was actually more nervous for the semi-final because I think once you win that match, you're guaranteed a medal. And yeah. I think that's more of a icky, like a bit of a tight <laughs> game. And then kind of in the final, we all just relaxed a little bit yeah. and went for it. And, and that's how kind of we managed to win that gold medal. But yeah, definitely, I always get nervous. And, but I do, I love pressure. And I think that's why I play sport and what's kept, kept me so competitive for so long. Yeah. I love having that pressure and the capacity to achieve incredible things. So did you have lots of big games when you were in the first team at school? Like what were the big matches for you back then in sixth form? Yeah, we, yeah, we kind of got to nationals most years um, and we never quite won outdoor nationals, which (laughs) which, uh, pains me to say. We'll try doing this year, (laughs) we'll try. (laughs) You guys can take over the baton, but um, no, we won indoor nationals. Oh yeah, like the boys did. We haven't done that yet. Which was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I would say kind of all the outdoor regionals, yeah. nationals, they were always massive games for me. Mm-hmm. And I always got really nervous and wanted to win as much as I could. And yeah, I would say probably the regionals or the nationals. Yeah. And you weren't captain of hockey when you were at school, were you or not? I don't think I was in in sixth form. I don't remember. I think, no, I don't think I was. I think I was in under 16. I know you were a netballer as well, though. Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, I think I was netball captain. <laughs> I think Miss Driver just, yeah, we, we had great fun together. But yeah, I loved all sports and I think that's also really important. Like I didn't mm-hmm. specialise into hockey when yeah. I was 13. I, I rode horses, I played tennis, I yeah. played netball and I did kind of every sport that I enjoyed. And I mm. think that's really important as well, because if I maybe picked hockey too early, I might have burnt out and yeah. stopped playing. So I would really encourage everyone to kind of throw the, throw themselves into any sport. And that's why I was so grateful to go to school because you have mm. every opportunity to play all these different sports, which I absolutely loved. So I think that was really important for me and in my development, because kind of most of them was hand-eye and stuff like that. Yeah. You develop that as well as alongside other other kind of skills which you yeah. need in different sports yeah but yeah hockey was just the one I kind of felt felt more at home with yeah what point did you then stop a lot I don't know as much training for the other sports what, what point did you then narrow down straight into hockey because I assume at some point when you get so high up you don't have enough time to then really compete yeah. as high in your other sports when did you stop yeah so probably lower sixth mm-hmm. or lower to upper, lower upper sixth like I still had a horse until lower sixth and I used to go riding every day after school and it oh. just took so much time but yeah. I absolutely loved it but mm-hmm. I was like we just can't maintain this at mm-hmm. all and that's when I started playing club hockey which hockey club right and school hockey and and everything and it was yeah. I was just so busy like I mm-hmm. never my feet never touched the ground which <laughs> I absolutely loved yeah but at that point like you said you have to kind of focus on one point mm-hmm. um and I think I, I was like I can't take my horse to university so <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna go with uh gonna go with hockey and yeah I would probably say lower sixth is when I kind of really gave it my all and but at that point I didn't know I could be a professional I don't even think my goal was to be a professional hockey player I yeah. think it had just maybe become an option but mm. it wasn't my vision and yeah. my dream at that point. It was just what I enjoyed doing. And I was like, if I enjoy this and I enjoy it at university, then who knows what will happen. Yeah. So I think I've always tried to keep my goals quite small because 
then you're able to achieve them and you kind of can go up. Whereas if you have too big of a goal, I think sometimes you can lose sight of it. So that's always kind of been my mentality. At what point did you realise that you'd actually made it though and you were like, oh, I've actually hit the goal? Maybe you didn't realise you had from like a young age. At what point did you know you'd finally got there? Yeah, I think under 16, under 80 national age group stuff, yeah. I just wasn't very good. I honestly, I think I was just <laughs> fro- like leapfrogged off the back of my brother being in the teams and they were like, oh, we might as well give her a look in. And I just was like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. I'm, yeah. I'm not playing very well. I kind of didn't really get it. But because I could run a lot, they kind of always picked me and I yeah. just kind of run around and mm-hmm. didn't influence much, but tried my best. <laughs> and then under 21s and I was brought up young to under 21s. Right. And that summer I got an injury mm-hmm. and I couldn't go to the tournament, which was the Europeans. Mm. And I was a bit like, I was obviously devastated, but I thought to myself, I actually don't feel good enough to be there. And I think maybe if I'd gone to that tournament and played awfully and been way out of my depth, then really put you off of I it. maybe would have put me off yeah. and maybe not had the same journey I had to mm. senior level. So obviously I would have rather go than mm. instead of being injured. But yeah. I do think sometimes things do happen for a reason. And I do look back and I think, God, Ash, I, w- I was really lucky to kind of make it when I did. Yeah. And I made it after university where I've had my whole university life. I was quite grateful I wasn't good enough at uni because I have a really good friend, Lily Alzi. And I used to live with her at university. Yeah. And she used to just be back and forth, back and forth from central training and yeah. university life. I honestly don't know how she did it. She pretty much lived in the car. <laughs> and I just think for me, that would have caused a lot of chaos. And I don't think I would have managed it as well. Yeah. So everything kind of came at the right time. And yeah. I was very lucky that well, I'd finished university that summer. I got an internship mm-hmm. and then I trialed the team and then I got in. So it was kind of like it just worked out very well. And then I guess those first couple of years, it was it was kind of like, oh, Am I going to make it? Because it was a really tight selection. Yes. So many amazing players when yeah. you're in the senior squad. So you make the team, like the squad, but there's like 30 odd. And then they cut it down to those who go and play. Yeah, only 18 go to tournaments. And so what happens to the others? So like if 30 goes down to 18, what happens to that other half? They just stay behind and yeah, they're like... Yeah, so they'll stay training at Bisham and just right. in case there's injuries and stuff like that. Oh God. Yeah, you make the senior squad and then you've got to make the yeah. team for tournaments. And were you always the one that got to go out and play? You were never the one that had to stay behind and train? or I, yeah, I think on most occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- other than injury. Have you ever had to face like deselection? Because like, I have had to face that and it's like the worst, I don't know, it's honestly, I would count that as some of the worst thing I've had to like face in general because it's so hard. Have you ever had to face any of that? Like at any level really? Yeah, I think I did definitely when I was younger. In the senior, in the senior setup, I haven't had been deselected. Yeah. But I've been close to. And I think... They are similar in a way and I don't, it, it's not the same because deselection is, I, I can't speak because I've never experienced it in yeah. that setup. Yeah. But because I was told kind of you're in a group of five players and there's two spots, you know, mm. if I'm told that as soon as I come in the senior program, it's yeah. like, wow, okay. Yeah. I, I need to put pressure on myself again. It's that pressure. Yeah. And I was like, right, well, I'm here. I'm, I'm here to do that. And mm. I'm here to make the team. Mm. So you've just got to put everything into it. And I think the best advice I was given was from yeah Sarah Evans, who's one of my really good friends now. Yeah. She was like, why are you in the team? We used to always share lifts and I used to overthink everything. And she was <laughs> like, but why, are you, why have you been picked in the squad? Like, Think of your strength. Because mm. you always look at your weaknesses and how yeah. you can improve them. But I think the most important thing is why are you there and what's your strength? And if you deliver your strength consistently, yeah. then hopefully you'll be picked. Mm. So that's kind of the advice I went off and yeah. still do to this day. Definitely good advice, I would yeah. say, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Another question is how important is team morale compared to the pure skill set? So like if someone maybe hasn't got the technical skills up front or whatever, but they're there to keep everyone going, how important do you think that is? Yeah, I think I think there's a massive part of that that's in so important in every team. And I think the culture of squads are is as important as yeah. the technical ability of the players. Mm-hmm. You just look at the girls who won gold in Rio. Mm-hmm. Like they would say, player for player, they probably weren't technically as good as the Dutch. But yeah. the culture that shone through with that squad and yeah. the togetherness and the unity and they knew exactly their role for the team. And that's, I think, what got them the medal, the yeah. gold medal. So fundamentally, I think culture, team morale, all of that is so important to me. And, and ultimately it is why I play. Like I mm-hmm. play to enjoy it and have a good time with my friends. Yeah. And I think we are really good as a nation with that. Like mm-hmm. at the moment, our squad's great and we just have a really good time together yeah. as well as hopefully succeeding on the hockey pitch. Yeah. But I think they obviously are both important. The social side of it is like, honestly the best part of hockey sometimes like it's I don't know like even like away days and like when you're on the bus together stuff like that and then like the, the meetings you randomly have at lunchtime or like the weird thing that happened on tour yeah. like I found that like the best parts of like school hockey definitely oh definitely I completely agree yeah I still still agree to this day yeah Literally. it's just some things you laugh about you just I know you, you wouldn't laugh about it in with team not a team environment so yeah <laughs> I think it's, it's like those important. bizarre things that no one else would find yeah. funny but it's like no that was really funny exactly. the moment. and you all share it together which exactly. is what's nice and I think yeah. you know I love being in part of the team because you get to share the highs but you also are there with the lows mm-hmm. and you have that support around you for the low moments and yeah. I think that's just as important because we've had a fair few of those as well in our squad yeah and to have someone put an arm on your shoulder and yeah. you can do the same to someone else mm-hmm. is just as powerful as celebrating a gold medal and well we discussed earlier what a-levels you took oh, do you want yeah. to tell everyone what a-levels you took <laughs> yeah we do exactly the do same the exact same so <laughs> I did PE uh, English literature yeah. and psychology yeah and what was your favourite? Tricky. I loved psychology, actually. Yeah. I think that might be my favourite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you? What was your favourite like segment of psychology, though? Do you remember all of them or not? Oh, that, now you're really testing me. Miss Austin will be listening to this, wondering whether I uh, actually listened in class. But I really liked social, social. Same. Yeah. Yep. Social psychology. I uh, found that all so, so interesting. Yeah. I think at school I was like, I don't want to be a psychologist, so I'm not going to do psychology at uni, but I don't think that's the right way to go. Because <laughs> I actually look at it now and I, I, I did a um, sports psychology module yes. in my course mm-hmm. and loved that. Yeah. So I think psychology was probably yeah, my favourite. Yeah, definitely. And how did you balance A-levels with all the sport that you're obviously playing? I think back then I was just so used to being so busy that you're just like, you just get on with it, don't you? You just, you, you're in class, you, you always want to achieve the best result you can in mm-hmm. everything. And I think that was the point in my A-levels where I was just playing hockey. So it kind of was an easier balance being like, I would just play hockey and then study. Mm. Like it wasn't trying to juggle mm. 50,000 yeah. things. But I think I was a bit disorganized at school, still am a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I think what's important for me is writing notes and to-do lists and making yes. sure then I hold myself accountable. The satisfaction of ticking it Yeah, exactly. Well. <laughs> I love a tick. I yeah. love a tick to do. Yeah, that's probably probably what I did yeah and then hockey aside what were your biggest highlights at school hockey aside um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I absolutely love school honestly I'm not just saying that I think meeting the people you meet at school yeah I was literally at the school for 15 years mm-hmm. and in my year there were about I think there were about four three or four of us that did all the way did the same yeah so that was pretty cool to celebrate that with them I love sixth form. Love the free freedom you got. Well, free periods. Well, yeah, the free periods were the best bit, actually. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think just I love the school environment and the teachers are always great. And 
yeah I felt like it was a really safe and thriving environment for, yeah. for me and obviously I loved it because I didn't leave for 15 years so yeah finally got rid of me after did you ever was... considering leaving for sick form or were you always going to stay no I was always going to stay yeah, yeah. also is a random one where did you always like hang out at school where was your go-to like <laughs> lunchtime hangout lunchtime hangout I don't it did vary on the year group yeah. I think. And time ours varies on time of year as well. Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah. I think we used to hang out like outside DT at like Ooh. in year seven or eight. I don't even know whether it's still DT place there. Um but like by the field as well. I yeah. like being out by the field, under the by the lockers. Yeah. Kind of wherever really. Mm. Yeah. Any- anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. That was great. Thank you. I, lo- I love I love what you were saying that, you know, actually you should think about pressure as a privilege. Well, I've got a question for both of you now, and it's our last quick fire question, and I'm going to ask you both. To think back to your 11-year-old selves and with the benefit of hindsight, what advice would you give your 11-year-old self now? Hannah, do you want to kick us off? Yes, I can. I think I think it's tricky because I think you can look at it in life or in hockey or in academia. I think for me, I would look back and tell myself to enjoy the enjoy the small moments and celebrate those. Because I think when you're younger, you kind of, you don't really realise how much fun you're having or, you know, how, how great your friends are and, and how lucky you are on the whole. So... I would probably look back and say to myself, kind of enjoy each moment and also learn from setbacks instead of seeing it as a, yeah, instead of seeing it as, you know, at, at that point when I was 11, if I ever failed, I was like, oh, I'm the worst at this. I, I can't do anything ever again. When actually I've learned throughout my life that learning is maybe the most in, in setbacks and in difficult moments. And you learn so much about yourself through adversity. So that's probably what I would say. Thank you. That was that was really insightful. Yeah. So just think about things as a learning curve and, and that's basically resilience in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Right, Jess, what about you? What would you say to your 11-year-old self looking back? Probably for me is like making sure not to back down when you hear about something that you feel is wrong or when someone's doing something to you which you feel is wrong. Because I think I was very prone to just sort of just being like being scared of like saying when I thought something was wrong and then proving what I thought was right so I think now I just look back and think make sure you stand up for yourself more and like speak up when you think something's not right really that's definitely my thing for my 11 year old self yeah (laughs) thank you very much that's great stand up for yourself and speak your mind thank you well thank you both that's been absolutely fascinating I've really enjoyed listening to both of you thank you Hannah thank you very welcome and thank you Jess (laughs) thank you very much that's all for this episode I've so enjoyed listening to Hannah and Jess talk about team culture, dealing with pressure in the big moments and about being present for your team and your friends. Thank you for listening. To listen to any of the other episodes, take a look at our website, ipswitch.school. And the next episode's coming out soon. But in the meantime, don't forget to follow or subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.